Well, good morning. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Jen A. I'm living here in Colorado, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, February 10th, 2022. It's 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today we're reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're in the chapter titled, A Vision for You, page 164 and on the third paragraph. We're beginning with the line that says, admit your faults to him and reading the whole line that says, and to your fellows. We're going to read this one sentence and comment on this one sentence only today. So today's readers are Team Thursday. We have the 12 Steps, Maura Z, 12 Traditions, Toby K. Readers of the text are Harlan. Closing reader is Martha Z. And our backup reader today is Miss Sam S. Our newcomer greeter is Lisa O, and the second hour moderator will be Nancy P. The reference numbers for yesterday, Wednesday, February 9th, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time Big Book Study recording is 18,526, 18526. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study recording is 18,527. That's 18527. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine and we take no position on outside issues. So our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry this message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. So our sole purpose here is OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. And at a Vision for You Big Book study, Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So, good morning to you, Maura Z. If you will please read the 12 steps. Good morning, Jen. Thank you. Maura Z, Recovering in Virginia, 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, 
having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. We tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Pass. Appreciate that, Maura Z. Toby, or sorry, um, let's see, Sam S., will you now read the 12 traditions, please? Good morning, Jen. Thanks for leading the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, OA, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks. Thank you so much, Sam S. This is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we do ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on the topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. So to share, you're going to press star 1 to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we're resuming our study in the chapter titled A Vision for You. It's in the big book. It's on page 164. We're hopping down to that third paragraph, and we're reading one line today. So I'd now ask Carlin G. uh, to take it out. Go right ahead. Thank you very much, Jen, and thanks for your service. I'm Harlan G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Well, yesterday we read... The first three steps, abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Those are steps one, two, and three. And now we're going to take a look at what we, where we are. And if you've ever been to a shopping mall 
and you look at a map and you want to find something, what is the first thing you look for? There's a little red sign that says, you are here. And in order for me to improve anything, I need to know where I am. Admit your faults to him. Him is capitalized. That means God. And when I'm admitting my faults to him, that means God and to your fellows, I'm taking steps four where I'm going to get in touch with how resentful I really am. How scared am I really? What have I done due to my character defects that has hurt myself and hurt other people and hurt God? Now I'm going to embark on a process of telling another person what I found in that fourth step, and I'm going to take step five. And now once I see, after discussing this with another person, the devastation that these defects have brought into my life, I am now going to embark upon steps six and seven. And in steps six and seven, I'm going to become willing to have these defects removed. And in seven, I'm going to ask God humbly to remove them. I now see how scared and how everything I am. And I see how resentful I am. And I'm not going to embark on a process of forgiving because these people necessarily deserve to be forgiven. I'm going to embark on a process of nine, excuse me, eight, nine, 10, 11, and 12 every day for the rest of my life because I deserve not to be angry anymore because I'm notified in chapter five that resentment is the number one offender. It kills more alcoholics than anything else. I don't want to die. I don't want, I, I don't want to die not having lived. And I can't fully live until I'm rid of these resentments, rid of these fears, and only God can make that possible. I cannot make that possible. My broken brain cannot fix my broken brain, and I need God's help. And so what I'm going to embark on now is a process of working these steps so that I can live in the sunlight of the spirit. I cannot do this by myself. I can't relieve my defects of character. Only God can. And what I'm going to do now is I'm going to encircle this process of abandoning myself to God that I started in steps one, two, and three. And what will eventually happen is this. I'm going to get right with God. I'm going to get right with myself. And in the following steps, I'm going to get right with my fellow human being. And in doing so, the guilt, the shame, the fear, the remorse, the anger will not be there. And my brain will not see the need to catapult me into the arms of a Reese's peanut butter cup. My brain simply doesn't want the food because these feelings, these build, these emotions do not build to the level of toxicity, and I do not see the need to destroy myself in buckets of Kentucky Fried Chicken and railroad cars full of Doritos, and I can live in the sunlight of the spirit, and with that, I will pass. Thanks, Jen, for your service. Thanks, Harlan. Well, we value everybody's experience that's on the line with us here today. So we do ask that you limit your share to every third day. That way others can share their experience as well. So who would like to share on the paragraph or the sentence that Harlan read today? Melissa C. Abby Abby S. 
Lisa Melissa, Abby, Lisa. So I have Melissa C, I have Abby, I have Lisa. Who else? Christina J. Christina. Aaron K. Aaron. And one more. One more. All right, we'll have everybody mute up and get started. All right, I have Melissa, Abby, Lisa, Christina, and Erin. Good morning to you, Melissa. Go right ahead. Hey, good morning, Jen. Thanks so much for your service this morning. I'm Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive reader. I live in New York. And um, so I, you know, I hate admitting my faults, you know, to, to, to God, certainly, and to others. Yikes. Like, I don't want to do that. And, you know, I think, like, it's it's such an opposite, counterintuitive act um, to do that. I, you know, like, I grew up um, where my message, you know, that I received from the people who loved me was, like, hide your secrets, hide your crap, girl. You know, my mother would always say, like, go put your lipstick on, which really kind of meant, like, you know, I, I interpreted it as, like, no one needs to know your business and no one needs to know your, like, truth and your ugly parts, right? And so this process, you know, it, it's it's an, it's all about humility, not humiliation, but humility. And I love, you know, um, the definition of humility in um, the AA 12 and 12 is like an honest appraisal of who and what you are and a sincere desire to be better. And I love that. So I need, yeah, I need to admit, you know, my faults. And it's it's my, um, you know, it's my um, data. It's like what I know, okay, like, like Harlan said, I'm here. I can't make any improvements, and I certainly can't ask God to make any improvements if I'm busy hiding the truth. And, you know, my, my lies were always lies of, omis- of omission. I would just keep out the things I didn't want other people to know. And, you know, I think back to, like, my own um, fifth step where I really learned this process. Um, I stopped being the PR person, the public relations person in charge of Melissa, of self-promoting. And I just got honest about who I was. And to me, that's really how I abandon myself to God. Because if I'm honest and I'm sincere about who I am, flaws included, then I trust God. You know, I say, like, okay, these are human beings. They may or may not like me. They may or not approve of, of you know, my truth and what I've done. And But I can't clean anything up if I'm busy hiding it. And, um... And this is continuing, you know, on a day-by-day basis. I have to consistently go before God with my inventory and admit my faults, and then I have to share it with other people. And um, and I find if I do that, you know, God can take me to better things. Thanks. With that, I'll pass, Jen. Thanks so much, Melissa C. from New York. Up next, we have Abby, followed by Lisa. Abby, if I can get the first initial of your last name, that would be fantastic. 
Hello, good morning, everyone. My name is Abby S. I'm recovered in Michigan today. Grateful for my friends on the line. Thanks so, so much. Um, so what this is reminding me of is my real first spiritual experience with the inventory process and it literally removing my desire to eat. Like, I don't, I can't explain it, but I wouldn't do all that. I wouldn't do this process if it didn't work. Like I, I had a true experience where I literally had food in front of me. I had a disturbance. Someone taught me about the process. Like I didn't, I don't even, I was so early on. I didn't know what was going on. And someone taught me this process. On the, It was all over the phone. I admitted what was going on. Selfish, self-seeking, dishonesty, and fear. I um, can remember exactly where I was sitting um, and where I was at that time. And um, it, I was so worked up and resentful. And I recognized like by the end of the call that I owed an amends. I made the amends quickly. And then I was told to turn my thoughts and my attention to someone that I can help and then not mention any of that, the stuff that I was mad about. And it was a revelation. And, and in that process, I had no desire to eat anymore. And I mean, like, that is a miracle. That is an absolute miracle. Like, and so now it's not that I have desires to eat um, necessarily, if, you know, I'm keeping up in fit spiritual condition, but it's like I have desires to be like sitting in my feelings all day. And if I, now it's like I do this process for the peace and serenity of my mind because it's the most important thing. And like I can do an inventory and, admit my faults, make amends for harms done and turn my thoughts to someone else. And then it's just, it's like miraculously God is removing these things and restoring me to sanity. And I'm just so, so grateful for this program and people who have taught me this way because it saves, it's saving me one day at a time. And I still need to do it every day. Um, I wake up on I, I wake up an untreated overeater every single day. And um yeah, I'm just I'm my heart is full. I'm hearing people I love so 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 much on this line. Um grateful to be a part of this group and thanks for letting me share and attack. Thanks, Abby S from Michigan. We're grateful you're here too. Keep coming back. Lisa, you're up next, followed by Christina J. May I have the first initial of your last name? Sure, it's N for Nancy, and I'm in Wisconsin. Thanks for your service, Jen. So <clears throat> I just got done giving my fifth step, and um, it's such a blessing. I've, I've done it before, but I've, I'm going through the steps again. I'm grateful to do that with a new sponsor. And um, I just can't help but feel like this is, in my mind, what it, what comes, and I'm sorry if you guys are eating breakfast, or, and and even if you've had struggles with bulimia, I know this isn't probably your experience, but for me, it reminds me of vomiting because I'm I'm so miserable, and I'm so miserable, and I'm sitting by the toilet, and I'm just 
miserable waiting to get rid of this. And I go through it and I give it away. And the person is just quiet listening and I'm feeling better as I'm releasing it. And I'm, I'm just grateful that it's over when it's over. And I'm, I'm actually kind of exhausted, but like with a good exhaustion. And I go, I go about the rest of the day. Well, I, I have an hour of quietness that I spend and that's, that it just reminds me so much of, of being sick. And it, I was, I am sick. And so I'm getting rid of it. And so I always feel like, I know people are terrified to, to do their fourth step. I'm, I never look forward to throwing up. I'm terrified of that too. But once it's done and over, you're going to feel so much better. And it's so good. So we're really, I'm so blessed to have had really nice, good people listen to the stuff that I didn't want to get rid of, but I did. So I guess that's all I have to say. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks so much, Lisa N. from Wisconsin. Up next, we have Christina J. Good morning to you. Go right ahead. Good morning, Jen. Thanks for your service. Christina J. from the state of Washington. I'm really touched by this because for years I struggled with not knowing what was wrong with me. I'd lived in constant fear all my life. Constant fear driving something I didn't know what. And diets didn't work. I tried and tried and tried to get rid of the fat and the body images that just tore me up inside. Shame and guilt riddled me. I feel those old memories today as I sit here so grateful for my recovered state one day at a time with God's grace. I had no idea that this process was going to take me to this step that would reveal my actions and my my character flaws that were driving me my whole life since I was a child. I had no idea, you know, and I didn't need to feel guilty about them because I could forgive myself. They worked for a long time, my selfishness and self-centeredness, my dishonesty. It worked for a long time, but then it twisted and turned and turned me into a person that was revealed to me in my four-step how I was running my life with these horrible things that were tearing me up inside and driving me to the only thing I knew, which was the food. And my little girl inside would just um, just die to get all those colorful, sugary, sweet things and have a little party where I could numb out from some stuff inside myself. I had no idea that was driving me driving me, the fear behind it all, that I wasn't a decent person, that I'd never do what I came to do in life, that I had to prove myself, such a burden I laid on myself all those years. This step, this this talks about, you know, telling your fellows, uh, and God, I didn't want to tell anybody, you know, some of the things I did in my past, my affairs, stealing someone's wedding ring were some of the worst of mine, and to clear that out of my head and my heart. Oh, my God, what freedom. What freedom to forgive myself, admit to someone else, to humble myself. I call these the humbling steps, you know. (laughs) It's just such a miracle, newcomers out there, and anybody that's struggling with releasing this stuff. It's, It's inventory. It's old baggage on the shelves, as it tells us. Just get rid of it in this step. Don't, don't, um... 
what do I want to say? Don't allow yourself not to do this. It's it's a huge gift to your soul to walk forth a free person in this life and to keep being able to clean up that stuff as it comes up and to be a, a servant of God in this love that is revealed. You become who you really are, a beautiful soul doing God's work in this world, free of all that crap, and the food becomes neutral, and you want to take care of yourself and nurture your body and your blood and your breath and stay close to God and be of service to fellows. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks, Christina J. from Washington State. Up next, we have Erin Kay. Good morning to you, Erin. Good morning. This is Erin Kay, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Michigan. Um, you know, I, I think I'm just going to probably say the same thing in a different way. Um, my, you know, my conception of God is a force for good within and between us. And, you know, it's like we seek this God consciousness every day. And I, I think about, you know, think about this sentence and realize that, like, as I seek God consciousness, God is completely conscious of me. There's nothing that I have to hide or can hide from my higher power, even if I wanted to. So I have no secrets from my higher power, really by default. But I can absolutely be dishonest with myself and with others. So, so part of my prayer and meditation in the morning is, you know, it involves telling God what's building up inside that I need to get out. And it's actually more about getting honest with myself about what is there. And then I absolutely cannot forget that if I'm aligned with a force for good within and between us, I have to let that us in. I have to let other people see my inventory. I have to, you know, I can't just sit sit alone with it inside or even sit just with God knowing I have to let God talk to me through other people. And I am so, so grateful that I have amazing fellows in my life today that I can call and share that with and who let me in to their stuff and help me feel useful to somebody. Um, And that's pretty much all I have. I, I will pass with that. Perfect. Thanks so much, Erin Kay from Michigan. All right. So let me tell you where we're at. If you just joined us today on the line, we're in a vision for you. That's the chapter of vision for you, page 164. We're on the third paragraph and we read one hearty line, admit your faults to him and to your fellows. We're sharing on that one line, your experience, strength, and hope. So we ask that you share your, we ask that you limit your shares every third day so everyone can be heard on the line. Who would like to share this morning? Faye L. Linda D. Faye L. Rita R. D. Rita R. Sorry, say the S again. Jean S. Jean S. From Utah. Thanks, Jean S. From Utah. I got you. Who else? Renee A. Hey, Renee. Kathy M. And Kathy M. Let's stop there. Perfect. Thanks, everybody. All right. So we have Faye, Linda, Rita, Jean, Renee, and Kathy. Good morning to you, Faye. Go right ahead. 
Hi, thank you so much, Jen. Thank you for this meeting, everyone. Um, so I once asked a little child, uh, what is God? And she said, once upon a time, there was a great big, and it exploded into a million little tinies. And I'm a little tiny, and you're a little tiny, and my mom is a little tiny, and my dad is a little tiny. And it really shaped my God concept. And I, I think about how the way for me to know God is to know you. And the more people I am intimate with, the more intimate I am with my God. And um, in order to be intimate with someone, I have to let them see me. So this process of sharing my inventory and telling my truth, sharing it with my sponsor and with my fellows and letting you know my faults and letting you really see me, that's how I know God. Um, and when I got recovered, my sponsor started sending me her nightly review. And it was such a gift because I had her on such a pedestal. I had all of you on pedestals. And I thought, these recovered people are perfect. You know, they, they don't do anything wrong anymore. Their first thought is now perfectly aligned with God. And what I learn in being intimate with all of you is that we're all imperfect and we're all just trying our best to align ourselves with God's will. And um, I see now what a gift it is to be honest with someone and to let them see my faults and to just be real. Um, and that this is how I stay connected to God by just telling the truth and being beautifully human and imperfect. So thank you so much for showing me this process. I'm overwhelmed with gratitude literally every day. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'll pass. Thank you so much, Faye L. from New York. Up next, we have Linda D. followed by Rita R. Hey, Linda, good morning to you. Hi, everybody. It's Linda D. from Connecticut, and I'm I'm recovered. Wow. What? A, wow. Uh, not cured. Um, so I'm here because um, I need you folks so much. I am absolutely astounded by the beauty of the people on this line. There are many beautiful people in the world, and a lot of them are on this line. How can I thank you for doing the work that you do in surrendering, by surrendering, to be the person you are. I learned so much from you. And I, I, I'm, I'm like on the verge of tears. I'm so grateful. Um, Sunday is a big day for me. Not because of that, but because it's my birthday. If I'm really alert and I really pay attention to what's going on inside me and I talk to God who is not just an outer event, but is within me. If I talk to my soul and listen to it, or he or she, and let it guide me. And um, I, I just, wow, this is the most astounding trip. I, and I get to be a year older, and it's good. It's not bad. I'm not some 
feeble-minded twit walking around because that's what I felt like when I was very little, just so crippled and it felt so bad and I feel so good even if I feel crappy because I know where to go for help. God and all of you just takes the truth. That's a big deal. Thank you more than I can say. Would you toss me a prayer? I could use it on my birthday and every day. Thank you. I pass. Hmm. Thank you, Linda D. from up there in Connecticut. Up next, we have Rita R. Hey, Rita, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you um, for taking this meeting and for everyone who makes this meeting possible. And the shares have been so beautiful. And um, I uh, ditto to, to everything that everybody has said. Um, I don't know what I'm going to say. I am scared. Um, but, you know, admit your faults to others. And um, I'm sharing because um, what I discovered in my inventory is just a lot of pride and arrogance. Um, and and I'm outing the disease by, you know, sharing and, um, and not hiding who I really am, not hiding from the truth that is me. And um, for newcomers, um, this perfectionist would like to just say, just do it. Don't do it perfectly. Because my experience is that um, higher power, uh, will, you know, keeps working. It, you know, more will, be, more will be revealed. And that's been my experience. And um, thank you for listening. And um, uh, happy birthday, Linda. <laughs> thank you. That's it. Thanks, Rita R. Where are you calling from this morning? Oh, Massachusetts. All right. Wonderful. Thanks so much. That way people can find you on the member list. Okay. We just heard from Rita R. in Massachusetts. Up next, we have Jean S. She's coming from Utah. Good morning, Jean. Hi, this is Jean S., recovered compulsive overeater from Utah. I uh, appreciate so much hearing about the, the little girl who... Um, said about uh, pardon the interruption Jean you're kind of muffled okay can you hear me now that's much better thanks so much okay great Um, thank you so much little girl you're welcome the little girl who says we've like exploded into little tiny I mean that's like quantum physics what a what a wise child but um I this particular sentence, admit your faults to him and to your fellows. I also had to admit my faults to me on paper, right? That was what I did. I put down resentments, fears, sex inventory, and and then, but in the writing, I was admitting things for me. And, and you know, in that step four, we, we take this inventory and we put on paper even... Um, generalized things, uh, institutions, and God was on my institution of a resentment. And so uh, that that made that pretty interesting. And so uh, my sponsor 
asked me to write letters um, sometimes for people who had been deceased or in my amends. Okay, I'm stepping ahead here. You know, when I did step five to her, read this all back, which was, this was all hard for me. It took me a while to even do it. <laughs> I, I was given quite a bit of time, two weeks, and I, I let several days pass to just write um, these things down. But uh, And then when we had our, our time together, step five, um, she did recommend, you know, some letters, and one was to God and, and others. Uh, and during the time of um, writing that letter and then burning it, burning those letters, I, I had a spiritual experience. One was literally physical. In my yard, um, there was, uh, I didn't realize it, but there was this tiny rock with a heart on it. And um, it was after the burning of these papers, um, I believe, that I discovered this rock. And, and, and I set it in this larger rock that's where I burned the papers. It was a cavernous little area of my backyard. And I, first, that just felt spiritual. And, and one of those papers was I, I burned about my resentments toward God. I had a very old uh, feeling of, of more of a violent God, which I tried to work on much of my life. But uh, this this helped. This was amazing. Actually, it was a miracle. It was divine and really, really grateful for it. So, you know, again, the four or five are, are, was tough for me, but there became a miracle at the end. And wow, <laughs> what a program. So grateful. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jean S. from Utah. Up next, we have Renee A., followed by Kathy M. Good morning, Renee. Hey, Jen. Thanks for getting up early and taking the meeting. We appreciate you. Uh, This is Renee A., recovered in uh, Oklahoma. And, you know, what a great paragraph to take apart a sentence at a time. Um, I love this so much. This is such a great paragraph. You know, I probably, like everybody else, just looked at that fourth and fifth step and thought to myself, what an order, I can't go through with it. Um, Except that it was do this or die. And so I decided, okay, I would do this. You know, there were the obvious benefits to me, but some of the you know, I was completely surprised by some of the other benefits that I didn't expect. Um, I've done a whole bunch of, you know, talking to God and other people about my faults in the last years that I've been in the program. And, um, you know, what I think is so interesting is the connection between these steps, between being honest about who I am to God and to other people, there's a there are there are several kind of added benefits and one of them is the connection between these steps and loneliness. So I don't know about you guys, but when I got here, I was so lonely. I had no connection to anybody. Um, my behavior during my disease was abhorrent and you know pretty well 
had rid me of all of my friends, my family were scared to be around me because I was just angry all the time. Um, and so, you know, people gave me a wide berth. They avoided me. And what I found was uh, in the doing of this step and the admitting of my wrongs to God and to my fellows, what I found was my loneliness um, just just decreased so much to the point where it almost vanished. And, you know, where I, where I felt really separate and apart from other people, like no one understood me, um, you know, and, uh, you know, I was just really isolated. With this step, I became a part of the human race. It's like it joined me up with other people because I began to see how very similar I was to other people. My behavior was different, maybe. My circumstances were different. But I still had the same faults and feelings and shortcomings that everybody else did. And there is something magical about that because in our weakness, you know, we're knit together and I, you know, that was really um, unexpected for me. But I found that the more honest my uh, fourth, you know, and tenth steps were, or fifth and tenth, the more I felt connected to my fellows and the less lonely uh, I felt. And so, yeah, there's all kinds of added benefits, I think, to, to doing this work. Um, and with that, I'm going to pass. Thanks. Perfect timing. Thanks, Renee A. from Oklahoma. Up next, we have Kathy M. Good morning, Kathy. Hi. Hi. Uh, this is Kathy M., recovered compulsive eater from Massachusetts. Um, I want to thank you, Jen, for taking the meeting today and everybody else that's involved in um, having this meeting go forth. Um, you know, I've been hemming and hollering about calling in, and I know it's part of my program that I need to um, share my experience, strength, and hope, but... Uh, uh, my ego gets in the way because I think, um, oh, I can't, I can't share. You know, I don't have anything to say. But anyway, a friend called up and shared this morning, and I said, okay, thank you for calling up and sharing, and you just gave me the courage. So thank you, friend. Um, anyway, uh, I am uh, presently uh, writing another fourth step, and I was sitting there last night, and I was getting mad, and I was getting angry, and I was getting sad, and I knew I was exactly where I was supposed to be, and I needed to go through this, and it was huh, stuff that I thought I had dealt with a long time ago, and um, obviously from my uh, emotional reaction, I had not thoroughly cleaned house, and, uh, um, you know, as upset as I was about the whole thing, it was like, thank God I'm doing this again, because <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I my sponsor said, how free do you want to be, and it's, I want to be free. I want to be free of this. I, I, I want to be able to, um, you know, have God come into my life, and I want to be able to do, do God's will, and, and I can't do that if I'm hanging on to, to all the things that brought me to food and other things. So um, uh, I think that's about all I have to say, and, and thanks again for uh, taking, taking my call. Thank you. Pat. Hey, thanks so much, Kathy M. from Massachusetts, for getting on with us this morning, stepping out with a heart full of courage. Love it. All right, well, we do have some time on the clock this morning, and we'd love to hear from those of you that we don't normally hear from. We're on page 164 on that uh, third paragraph, and we're sharing that one line, admit your faults to him and to your fellows. <clears throat> Go ahead and give me your name, and I'll get you on the line. Janice, Janice P.M. V. from Pennsylvania. 
Janice and somebody V from Pennsylvania. Give me your first name again, please, and thanks. Beth, C-E-T-H, from Pennsylvania. Thanks, Beth. All right. I got Janice PM. I got Beth from Pennsylvania. Who else? Darian. C in Georgia. Darian. Okay. And then somebody from Georgia, say your name one more time, please. Tria C. Tria. Thanks. All right. Let's stop there. We'll get everybody in. Janice PM, Beth V, Darian K, and Tria C from Georgia. All right. Good morning to you, Janice PM. Go right ahead. Miss Janice, press star one. We can't hear you. So sorry, going on and on. Well, good morning mm -hmm. to you, Jen H. Um, thank you so much for taking the meeting and leading us. Um, my name is Janice PM. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Massachusetts, just outside of Boston. Um, yeah, steps four, five, six, and seven. Okay, you know, I say to myself, what is the goal here for me? What is what, what? What am I trying to attain? What am I trying to access? Well, you know, the first step taught me that I was powerless. So I have found through these steps that this is the process to access the power that I lacked so much in all my life, whether it was food, whether it was managing, um, just managing my life by me. So now. You know, I didn't even know myself, uh, but this is the process that gets me to know myself because I'm accessing a power to see myself, to see my character flaws, to see my motives, to see my actions that I had no idea about, like self-justification and resentment and fears. And they used to say fears. I used to say, I'm not afraid of anything. I didn't even know, you know, I didn't know. Um, and, it, and it proved to me about my personal honesty and humility. By doing this fourth step, <laughs> my faults and everything else appeared and were revealed to me. You know, um, <laughs> it's just unbelievable. It was the first time that, um, that I trusted somebody by giving my fifth step away. And I had to do a couple of them because I was so dishonest. I figured, well, I'll tell them this, but I won't tell them that. Or I wanted to hang on to a certain character motive or character flaw. It doesn't work. If I did it on purpose, it doesn't work. If I made a mistake, that's a different thing. But for me, I can tell you that um, I either did it on purpose Oh, when I came to the fifth step, I didn't tell them everything, and it doesn't work. It works just like this. In order to correct whatever I have, I have to access a power because I cannot do this myself. It's impossible. I tried. <laughs> and, you know, but the shortcomings, I said, oh, I, I, I'll admit them. Okay, I know what they are. Yeah, and okay, God, you know what they are. But to do it with somebody else was very humiliating. But by confiding in step five, you know, the courage 
to confide my faults to another person. My spirituality, my relationship with God grew because that was the first person I told my deepest, deepest thoughts and actions and behaviors, and I trusted that person, my sponsor. And, you know, I never, I never came back to program and she said, oh, you know, Janice, blah, blah, blah. no. And that was the first time. And like people said, her, her fourth step was like mine. So, you know, and it helps me to guide. Time, please. Sure. Self-justification. But, every, but the very first thing I have to thank you is to overcome my faults is I must first know what they are. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you. Thank you, Janice PM from Massachusetts. Up next is Beth V, followed by Darian K. Go right ahead, Beth. Thank you. My name is Beth V, as in Victor, from Pennsylvania. I'm gratefully recovered today in Pennsylvania, but I am not cured. Um, this program is where I first heard about the steps. And I, I learned about step four, and I do remember my first step four and my sponsor. I learned that the steps are for me to find the facts about myself and what I need to discard in myself, what my old shortcomings are no longer working in myself, what I have used uh, through my life. Survival techniques are obsolete and no longer working for me today. Um, I learned then about more steps. <laughs> and uh, when I did steps eight and nine, uh, six, seven, eight, nine, <laughs> etc., I kept admitting, admitting my faults to others. And I, I uh, was surprised at how much relief I felt when I let go, when I opened up to others, I found that I was truly unblocked. It was a, a burden lifted, lifted from my shoulders and I felt amazing when I finally admitted the things in myself that were ugly and embarrassing. Um, I also love the, you know, what I've heard on these meetings today about the admitting, it was in the admitting that I was able to uh, be relieved of my my addiction to food. And I, I was able to access this power. I mean, it was never me that made me stop, stop wanting to pick up sugars and uh, things that I should not do, overeating. It was, it was coming from somewhere else, outside myself. And the admitting unblocked me. And today, for me, in recovery, it, it is a daily thing. I have to do this every day. I look at it as an exercise to admit um, that, you know, if I want to keep the food down, I have to, every single day, do the work that uh, allows me to find the shortcomings which come up every day, just like weeds. Again, they're always growing and they're always present. And so thankfully the step, step 10, which I do every day also helps me to be honest, but I'm still going to say that this is not an easy process. 
and my tendency is to want to shirk away from the ugly, embarrassing things that I have done and the errors that I have to admit. But when I do uh, open it up to you, to higher power, to the universe, um, I gain an inner power. And I hope that helps someone today. And I am so grateful for everyone in this program. And with that, I will pass. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Beth V. from Pennsylvania. And it looks like uh, we're only going to have time for Darian K. Uh, Tria, I apologize. Hopefully, you can um, share second hour. I'll let uh, Nancy P. know. So, Darian K., would you go ahead and take us out this morning? Yes. Hi, Jen. Can you hear me okay? Go right ahead. Yes, thank you. My lovely friend in Colorado and 478 of you, all, all my friends um, that I either met or have yet to meet. So lovely. Imagine all of us sitting in a room together. Oh, how wonderful that would be. Um, <clears throat> so I, um, you know, I just want to share, you know, I have done the steps all through the years of my program, 35 years. And um, it has been a blessing because I have to continually look at myself. Um, and that is not comfortable, not fun all the time, <laughs> most of the time. And um, I would rather not do that. I, you know, I lived for many years before program not doing that um, and being almost 200 pounds, um, you know, and unhappy and feeling guilt and shame and remorse and all those crappy feelings, you know, in the swamp of life. Um, you know, and I feel like when we do these um, important steps, they're so important, not comfortable. But things that, it seems like things that are good for us or that we learn from tend to be uh, uncomfortable or take effort, right? And it seems like that's, like the benefits are huge as a result of that, you know? Um, and so I'm just so grateful that I, you know, continually do these steps and do my 10th step and oh, when I write in a resentment, <laughs> then I have to look at my selfishness and it's like, oh man, really? Am I being selfish? Yep. You want the world to go as you see it should go. Um, follow my rules. Um, you know, I want to be in control and then the world would be so much better and nobody's listening to me. Um, nobody bought my bestseller <laughs> um, of the rules of life. So. Um, you know, for today, I'm just so grateful that I um, I know that about myself, and I continue to work on um, getting better a day at a time. And doing that keeps the food quiet and keeps my life, um, you know, chugging along, feeling grateful most most days, and um, definitely grateful for this program and all of you. Thank you so much. Perfect timing. Thank you so much, Darian Kay up there in Massachusetts. You guys represented the meeting well today. Tria C., we'll try and get you on next hour if you can stick around. And thank you to everybody who shared today and participated, who did service. Um, and even those of you who are on the line just listening, you're important too. Please join us for a second unrecorded uh, hour of study immediately following this closing. Get your pen and paper. Here's the share ID number today for the Big Book Study recording at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time that we just completed. Um, let's see, it's 18,530. So for Thursday, February 10th, 18,530. We will now close the reading from the Big Book. It's on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. 
Would the sweet Martha Z please read A Vision for You? Thank you, Jen, for your loving service. This is Martha Z. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater by the grace of God from outside of Philadelphia. And good morning, my friends. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.